Hello and welcome to Running Inside Out Podcast, where we talk about the races we ran in, the races we're not in, and getting outside to see what's going on inside the Rochester running scene. In this episode, Erica Mead rushes in to talk about her running. We really focus in on how Erica has grown and matured as she has gotten older and really kind of figured out this running thing. I mean, seriously, she has gone from a speedy young upstart to a solemn, dignified trail veteran in just a very short time. She either she's a she's a quick learner or she made a lot of mistakes really quickly or maybe a little bit of column A and column B. Um, but as you'll hear, this is a very serious conversation about a very serious topic. You don't just go running trails willy-nilly anymore. You really got to plan and strategize and treat it with respect and honor and dignity it deserves. So I'm really hoping you all come away from this topic learning a little bit of what uh, what maybe Erica and, and myself had to, had to learn the hard way. Maybe we could save you some of those trials and tribulations. Um, but before we get into it with Erica, I wanted to uh, take a moment to thank all of you for uh, continuing to listen and support the show. Uh, we're hitting 2019 here. Well, we've hit 2019. And um, we're moving into year four of this little old podcast. And I honestly can't believe we're here. So um, it's because people support and because people listen. And so for all the kind words out on the trail and the nice notes and emails and the, um, you know, the support on Patreon that helps um, keep things, uh, keep the lights on, as they say in the business. Um, it, it's really helpful and meaningful to me that everybody has kind of joined in to help move this thing along for the past almost four years. So um, thank you all very much. You made this whole podcaster and podcast feel pretty special. So with that, let's get into the trails, training, food, friends, and yes, definitely even the feelings of runners just like you. So, hey. Hi. How's it going, Erica? Oh, not bad. Yeah? Uh, good day today? It was a really good day today. I did uh, Shay's birthday run. Oh, or, I was going to ask you if you ran today. So I did. There you go. 12 whole miles. 12 whole miles. Did you do something like, let me guess, it's Shay Colin, so it's probably Bruce's trail? Rob's trail, I mean? It was. It was Rob's trail down in Canada. It was, yeah. Have you ever been down there? I have not. I've only heard tell of it. It's like a 17-hour drive from my house to get there. Yeah. So I, mean, I met up with Katie Fenton, and it's only 30 minutes from her house. It's really hard to say no when there's a run that mm-hmm. starts at 830. Mm-hmm. That's only 30 minutes away. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I can get up at 7 o'clock. Yeah. So I um, I was going to run this morning, but we got uh, new foster puppies this, last night. I saw that. Yeah. They're so oh my cute. God. Oh my God. They Were stink. they up all night? They Why did they so stink? Because they're rescues from like a puppy mill place, you know? So what, what if you wash them? So I learned all this just recently. So what they do, the, the whole extraction and rescue process, like they find a vet that's willing to do like the, the neutering or spaying and the shots. And then they like, so they get them out of the mill. They do the stuff. And then they put them on the rescue thing and take them away. Well, they put them in the transport to bring them to the people that are going to foster them. Okay. So they're all – and then they – because they just got that operation, you need you like 10 days to give them a bath. So it's – but there are ways you can get little cloths and stuff. I don't know. But yeah, but they are adorable. They're absolutely – and the one, the one little puppy um, – uh, Leo, he's he was the brave one first. They were both hiding in the corner, like totally scared. And then, so he came out and started hanging around with me all morning. So I was like, well, I guess this is where I'll be. Because, you know, you got to like help him adjust and everything. Oh, so, yeah. You so, had to stay. Yeah. So I'm going to run after this. You're going to go off to work. 
I don't want to go to work. No? No. You're very whispery. Am I? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's not nearly you, right? <laughs> people are gonna I'm all think, anxious. People are going to think, oh, that Erica, she's so sweet. <laughs> I mean, it's not completely untrue. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. So you did uh, 12 miles this morning. You just ripping off 12 milers regularly these days? Ooh, like About every two weeks, I'm running yeah. 10-ish miles. Mm-hmm. And then what happens in between there is not great. Yeah. Trying to, trying to get at least two or three, three to four milers in during the week. But at the holidays and... Um, my eldest had his birthday two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So just with everything going on, it's been hard and it's been cold. And sometimes when it's cold, it's harder to get outside and do yeah. the things you know you really should be doing. But you like winter running, though. I do. General, right? I do. I love being outside. I love the snow. Today was just awesome. Um, for anyone who hasn't been down to Rob's Trail, it's it's a, a flat service road for about a mile and a half before you duck into the woods and you climb for must be about 700 feet. It feels a lot like um, one of the climbs at High Tour where it just is never ending. And so going up in the snow today, you're just slipping and sliding and um, it, it, it felt like a lot more work than, than what it normally would. But then coming down, we were just skiing as we went and just we were with a group of probably 20 people and you just wow. heard laughter and yeah. it, it just felt very childlike. So, um, that kind of winter running is just awesome. I think it's waking up early and then forcing yourself to put on all those clothes and go outside and you're tired. And the first thing that hits your face is just cold wind and, where do you find the motivation? Yeah, you it's need hard. so much more stuff running in the winter. You do. <laughs> it feels like a process, you know? I feel like, like running in the summer when I would wake up early, it was, okay, grab a tank top and some shorts and set those out so you so I don't wake more up. And now it's, oh, my gosh, all right, I need a hat. I need gloves. I probably need a vest. You know, what if it's really cold? Well, then I should get two two pairs of socks. And, you know, maybe, maybe I want a jacket, too. And then that's all set out. And then by the time you wake up and you're looking at all of that. <laughs> now you're like, I have to wear all these things. I have to take the energy to put this on. <laughs> but then you're out there and you get to, it's, you know, it's, run in the snow. Honestly, it's just getting out the door. As soon as you're out the door, it's, well, if I don't move right now, I'm going to freeze. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now um, Rob's Trail, is it's Canadice Lake, right? It goes from Canadice Lake to Hemlock and then yeah. back again. So it's really in between these – it's just big hill. It's very flat. Mm-hmm. But the climbs are mm-hmm. really intense. Um, I think the one back from Hemlock has got to be at least 900 feet. Just endless and absolutely beautiful. These awesome gorges and um, pine trees and the, the, the trees change. And as soon as you get down there, you see Hemlock Lake, which is beautiful. Apparently it is the, one of the cleanest lakes in New York State. I, I can imagine. Well, because there's no boats, there's no there's no real access to it. People don't right. get an opportunity to get close to it. Yeah. And it, actually, Genesee, that's where they get their water for their beers from Hemlock. Yeehaw. So... Yeah, felt right. pretty cool being down there. So you had an 8.30 run, and then you have the joys of usually working Fridays and Saturdays, right? I do. I did not work last night. I had okay. dinner with Jamie Pekka and her new fiancé, Lorna. We went to Tapas. I've never been before. It was delicious. Tapas. That means small plates. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I do now. The plates were very small. <laughs> they were small plates. They put little things on small plates. Yeah, they do. So it was delicious little things, but... That's neat. Oh. Um, yeah, last night we did the whole puppy thing, you know, so that that was that. And I spent some... Uh, well, I did some, uh, some treadmilling, so that was good times. I got a treadmill that... That's my um, solution to the I really need to run like first thing in the morning. Um, And it's become like this idea of like just get up and get on it, you know, 
and it's going okay. I'm using it more. My son is using it, which is pretty neat. Like, it's awesome. And so I go down there. Uh, I go downstairs and I see him on the treadmill and he's got it at 12% incline <laughs> and he's got two three pound weights in his hand and he's running at, you know, now he's running at 2.5 miles an hour. So he's not running super fast. Well, but he's only run- so fast you can go at a 12% grade. <laughs> with, the, with two three pound weights in <laughs> right. your hand. He's eight years old. Yeah. You know, so oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I'm like, well, buddy, you might be more of the Ben Murphy class of runner. <laughs> You know, just the hard just climb up. Yeah, the hard high, <laughs> hard going. high stuff. So I'm like, well, you know, it, I guess we can get you like probably two pound weights, and maybe you could drop that to six percent incline, and you can run a little bit faster, a little bit longer. He's like, no, twenty minutes is good. You know, so he's doing twenty minutes on the treadmill, and that's, that's pretty awesome. great. Yeah, so. Him. Um, and I'm doing about 30 minutes on a treadmill, <laughs> but, hey. <laughs> but Hey, I'm, I'm the one that put the weights there. So that's just, you know, yeah. uh, man, your shoulders get tired swinging those weights, but it, it feels, I don't think I've ever tried that. Yeah. It, it feels like, um, cause I can't stand things like pushups and stuff like that. I, I can't like do pick it up, put it down arm exercises. It's like not my gig, but I know that I, I need that. So that's that's my solution is three pound little three pound dumbbells. It's, it, well, I haven't been running as much the past eh, two months or so. I have been upping my my strength training, and push ups have been one of the ones that yeah. I, I really finally can do like twenty push ups. I couldn't probably when I started doing strength work about I don't know a little over a year ago. I don't think I could even do one, which was sad and pathetic when you would watch it you know you try to get back up and just fall on your face <laughs> <laughs> now are you doing any specific program i know you had uh you have a coach and so um and we'll we'll talk about your 2017 2018 stuff but are you following his like strength training program or did you throw something together yourself um i almost exclusively follow one of his suggested workout routines which was a tuesday thursday Saturday program that he had said that worked well for a lot of his athletes. It wasn't um, for some of our strength work, especially during um, a training session, um, building up to a race, he will actually lay out exactly what he wants us to do. Mm -hmm. But for the winter training, it was just suggested workouts. And I'm not very comfortable in the gym. I'm getting there. I'm getting a lot more comfortable. But when I walked in two months ago, I had no idea what would be the right thing to do. So I was like, yeah. let me do some crunches and <laughs> lunges are good. And <laughs> so the, like, let me spend the, an hour trying to meander around all of these people who are. <laughs> right. for, for those of you that, you know, aren't watching at home, Erica just mimed some crunches that look <laughs> like <laughs> she, she looked like she was doing the robot in 19. <laughs> That's not how you do Talk- crunches, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> now I know. Yeah. <laughs> I told you. Exactly. Not my thing. Well, that's how I, I feel too. Like um, this, um, I we have a, a gym at work and the one trainer guy, I'm like, hey, could you throw up some, you know, like a little set of exercises I could do for like core and balance? Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, dude, we're going to get you doing some crazy Ivans. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> is that is there oh more? <laughs> is there more than one move involved in a crazy Ivan? Because. I can't dance. Do you know what a crazy Ivan is now? Yeah, I do now. All right. It's like, I have no idea. It's like you sit in a um, – oh, boy. This will be really fun. Well, maybe I'll see if I can find a link for the show notes. But like you sit in that little cradle position where you're like resting on your tailbone and you hold your legs up in the air. Almost like oh. – you know what people do with um, a uh, weight ball and they do that thing side to side yeah. while they're rocking on their tailbone yeah, trying yeah, to balance yeah. their core? So it's that except for you go like – down to one side and then you go up to the other side so you go like across your body with like a um either clasp hands or maybe if you're really good you do like a two pound weight ball or something like that it's impossible it's it's really like i have zero balance anymore so but i'm trying them i'm working on this is really important i found yeah that's the big deal. And it's funny because like I'm I'm can balance on one side more than the other side and I think it's that's completely normal. I think that's the exact non-definition of balance. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I'm, There's I'm, definitely certain yoga moves I can only do on one side, and yeah. I'll immediately go to the other side, line myself up the same, and still fall. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's all mental. Yoga's all. I've been doing some yoga with Adrian lately too. I'm big. I'm big love Adrian. I'm a big fan. I did. Uh, what did I do the other day? I did uh, feet yoga for feet. I did. Oh, it was super good. Definitely. Um, that. Yeah. And she's like, you know, she did, she did all, she's like, all right. She's so funny sometimes. Like she just makes me laugh. She was cracking up all these little jokes and stuff. So anyways, um, so I'm doing some yoga. I'm doing some treadmilling. Um, I did uh, pull out all the snowshoes uh, last night because there's snow on the ground. So I think we're going to go to Black Creek Park tomorrow morning. Kind of mess around on a little bit of snow with the shoes. So that'll be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. So um, we mentioned this coach, and then we mentioned you're not all doing a whole bunch of running, but there's a reason you have a coach. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I think um, we met somewhere near the time of Menden 50K in 2017, somewhere back around then, I think. Maybe a little bit before I first met you when Katie and I showed up at... That was the first time, right. At your your OCP run in April of 2017. I don't think that we spoke more than five words to each other, but I remembered. Because you were gone. I remember. (laughs) You and Katie just like... I remember you... you, um, We had a whole bunch of messages where you were like, we think we're going to come. We don't know who's going to be there. What's going to be like? And I was like, we're going to run down the hill. (laughs) <laughs> then we're going to run back up. And um, you and Katie were like gone. And before we fun. Yeah. before I even got out of OCP, so the run was supposed to be from OCP all the way down to the DEC, right, in Naples, and then back up to Ontario County Park. Right. So it was going to be a 50 You originally said that, well, that would only be 25 miles. So I think you originally said, let's go to the top of high tour. Right. And then... Well, and Jamie, and Jamie Hobbs did that, right? Jamie Hobbs was like, yeah, I'm good with that. But um, you were on your way back up the hill before I even got down out of OCP into Naples. And you were smiling and giggling and there was snow and everything. So, But then like that was uh, sort of a passing thing. And uh, that was good. We should do another one of those. I haven't had a, like a podcast group run in a while. Yeah. And we can come and like hang out here afterwards. That would be fun. We were thinking the weekend before, the Saturday before Banff, trying to get some people to go down to high tour, you know, really have a an awesome adventure day before we went and saw um, the films for that night. Hmm. You know what? I, don't, I think that could work. Yeah. So we'll have to talk about that. Um, but anyways, we should totally do that. Um, and so then we had, oh, she's going to start talking. Don't talk. She almost talked. Um, I'm just getting the link so I could put yoga with Adrian into our little notes, and the yoga for feet will be in there for people. So, yeah, ta-da! Okay, that happened. Um, so you ran at this point. Um, that was a big run. That was a 25k couple. My longest run. That was your longest run to and, date. Yeah. And that was like March or April of 2017. Yeah. And from there, um, the next sort of – would you say your next milestone was that Menden 50K or did you run – oh, you ran Cat's Tail I ran that. Cayuga actually about – when was that? That was early June, so two months later. The Cayuga, that 20, was, the Cayuga Marathon? Yes. Right. Yes. I kind of stumbled through that. I had an IT band injury. Um, obviously never ran that distance before and – so it wasn't my best performance. I came out of it feeling a bit defeated. I had wanted to quit at Buttermilk Falls, and luckily my sister was there. And she convinced me to stick it out, make it to the next aid station, make a decision there, yeah. which I feel like is... That's the, that's that's the, the trick. Just, just get to the next aid station. By the time I came to the next aid station, I'd gotten over myself. And all right, let's go. Let's finish this. And... So not only was it my first marathon, um, I think it was the most suffering I had ever done before. So I was really, really happy to be have been able to push through that and to also say, oh, I've ran a marathon now. So that seems to be um, 
That sort of seems to be a thing with you, right? Like, <laughs> Let me not just pick a super flat marathon like Buffalo as my first. Let me dive right into Cayuga Trails. Right. And then it's, it seems to be pick a really difficult goal and then sort of power power through until you yeah. <laughs> figure figure it out just keep right? hitting my head against the wall until we finally break through yeah, that's, <laughs> breakdowns along the way um, whatever but th- again occasionally <laughs> hit, your, hit your head against the wall until you yeah. break through like that I, is I that is almost every I'm, race I, I i have to say out loud i want to quit and as soon as i've said that i can just go on but i need someone to hear that i don't want to be there anymore <laughs> and even though if i were to quit at that moment it would it would be devastating that's not what i really want i just want someone else to hear how badly i'm suffering and you want to listen share, to me shared experience right exactly <laughs> that, that is very interesting right because a lot of people will it's a lot of people will say that ultras or running long distances is cleansing right and it's uh, they they do it to get rid of some stuff or to deal with things. And and I know running with you, I've seen that sort of range of emotions. Like, <laughs> like ugh, can you believe we're doing this today? Oh, my God, I'm so excited. Look at all these trees. I love this. Look uh, at this beautiful flower. <laughs> yeah, somebody drag me out of here, please. <laughs> and then, oh, I'm so happy we did that. Yeah. Um. I I do. I go through that probably every long run, every race that, wow, this is so great to be out here. Oh, my gosh. Why am I doing this? This really hurts. I don't want to be here. (laughs) Yeah. The other thing is you don't – there's no real easy runs for you, it feels like. (laughs) It feels like either you're on or you're not running. Yeah. I, I would I would have to agree with you. If I'm not feeling it, I'm not feeling it and I'm not going. And if I am feeling it. I feel like I've got lost time to make up for. <laughs> I just want to hurry up and be done. One or the other. Uh, one or the other. <laughs> yep. So um, Cayuga, you felt kind of defeated, but you, you pushed through that. And that's in June, right? And that's June of 2017. So you went from your, your longest run being um, a 25-miler, which is an OCP backup is not easy. That run up OCP is tough. That that was that was really difficult. Um, it was actually shortly uh, two runs after that that my knee started bothering me. Um, so I think that I was probably a little undertrained for that run. I jumped right in. I was like, "Wow, this is a new group of people. Let's just go." I've never been on this trail before, and once we were out there, you just kind of get sucked in. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. we can make it all the way down to DEC and back. It's mm-hmm. no problem. Yeah. Well, and you you both were done and on your way out when I finished. <laughs> like you were yeah. like you're sitting in the chairs and I'm like, oh there's still people here and you're like, okay, gotta go. I'm like, <laughs> whoa, they did everything. They're cooled down and they're gone. Yep. Yeah. So um you did it fast is I guess what I was getting at. Um all right. And then so Cayuga puts you in the middle of the summer and then there's cat's tail after that, right? Yes. And, and in between that I was doing the four seasons challenge. So I had done Flower City, probably a week or two after the OCP run, and I raced that pretty hard. I think that is still my half marathon PR at one forty something, one forty two. Um, so then did Flower City after Cayuga. A month later, I did Shoreline. About three weeks later, I ran damn good. Two weeks later, ran Midsummer Nights. Um, Madness, which was a trail half. And then a month later, did the Rochester Marathon. We, we, this, this, uh, this list is getting to the point <laughs> what we're going to talk about. A week after Rochester Marathon, I set the FKT for Crescent Trail with Matt Bertrand. It may have actually only been six days. Yes, let's say six days after running the Rochester Marathon. And three weeks after that, I ran Cat's Tail. So let's stop at that Crescent Trail run because that to me – that that to me is a a sort of a turning point, right, where you now are – 
you're running longer distances more regularly and harder as hard as you ran short distances, right? You're like, so um, that was fun to hear about. And, you know, so you and Matt sort of did it together. And Crescent Trail end-to-end is not easy, right? Um, There is a lot of ups and downs climbs, but you can run it really fast. Especially the end, you know, those last seven miles. Um, and and the start, too. I mean, we, mm-hmm. we, we started out pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd seen on, on the boards that there wasn't a female FKT holder. So I literally just wanted to get my name on the board. I thought that would be fun. One of my favorite trails. We had set a goal of uh, three hours and 30 minutes. And we also happened to pick the hottest day of the year. I think the high was 95 or 96. Mm-hmm. It was brutal. Um, yeah, but you, you can run it really fast. And, and by the time we got to the halfway mark, we, we looked down at our watches and we realized that we, we actually really could set the FKT for, for the, the males, too. And it was um, it was fun. We just we just went with it. And that, that really pulled us through at the end. I was suffering more than Matt was, I think. Um, I, I don't do well in flat, and the, the end of that trail is just so flat, and it was so hot. You're just baking in the sun. And uh, th- that was probably the worst that I felt after a run. I, we got to the very end, and I just laid down, <laughs> I was curled up in the fetal position. And there are a couple passerbyers walking on that road near the neighborhood, and they stopped and asked Matt, is she okay? like, yeah, yeah, she's fine. <laughs> she does this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> My first time ever meeting Matt. But yeah. I, I feel like that, that run we definitely clicked. And uh, yeah, um, he's one of my favorite people to run with. Yeah, you two are just a, a bundle of positivity on a run, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I mean, Is there a hint of sarcasm in no, your No, I mean that very seriously. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I know Matt is, but I know sometimes I get a little emotional. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that that to me is sort of a turning point. And now you're you're loving this stuff. You're sort of digging the suffering a little bit. You're getting into yeah. it, right? Um, and you're also running a lot, right? Like a, that. A you lot were of running. intense miles. It it wasn't just let's go out and you know d- jog and hike this. 25 mile run it's let's hit this as hard as we can yeah um which leads to the um cat's tail cat's tail now cat's tail is down in the the uh the nicer um (laughs) more paved uh, mountains of new york (laughs) so it's down in the catskills Mm -hmm. with with boulders as big as your body Right. Easily. <laughs> yeah. And with lots of sharp rocks and lots of pointy trees and um, climbing. It's a very technical marathon. Very, very technical. Um, I had read all the warnings going into it. Uh, Katie had convinced me that this was something that we had to do. And so I just went along with it. I'm like, oh, okay, this will be fun. It ended up, it, it just tore me apart. Um, I was doing really well in the beginning. I had a cold. I woke up with a fever, wasn't feeling well. Um, and the first climb just felt just endless, like I was never going to be able to get through it. And immediately after that, just the descent, I flew down it up until, well, it was this year. Um, I held the the course record for that one section going down Panther and I, I, something just clicked, and I was feeling it. Flying down Panther, we go up the next mountain. Um, I think in between that was maybe the aid station at mile nine. Mm-hmm. And I came into that. I was in fourth place, but I could see the woman who was in third. And I needed to refill my my pack. I was short on water. It was a very humid day, even though the temperatures weren't that high. And my fingers were so swollen that I couldn't undo it. And when I finally did, I dropped it everywhere. <laughs> Great. So I felt like I had some time to make up when I finally got back out there and I was filled up. And I had had some blisters on my feet that I didn't do anything with because I was like, oh, she's right there. Now she's climbing. I need to catch her. 
and it was about halfway up the, the, the next climb. So it's four high peaks total in the Catskills. And uh, I just started feeling really, really bad. And um, descending probably down to the Cornell Crack, which is one of the infamous parts of this this race where there's just a, a crack in two boulders that are – it's got to be at least 15 feet. <laughs> and so you literally have to just hold – with your arms on either side of of this cracked rock and kind of shimmy yourself down. That sounds <laughs> great. So going going from, you know, just just running crescent trail to <laughs> shimmying yeah. down a, a rock. I got down to the bottom after that and the rocks were um they were wet and they were cold so I just sat down and I just pressed my legs into them because they were burning and shaking and like, oh my gosh, I think we're only at mile 13 right now. <laughs> this is actually never going to end. <laughs> um, so the, the end of that was really rough. I, I had no legs left. I was tripping constantly as much as I was trying to run just because I wanted it to be over. Um, I, I would trip every five feet and I finally did uh, trip for the last time while I was running and landed i was so tired i didn't even put my hands out but i landed directly onto my left hip and the pain felt like that rock had actually gone through my entire body it was just (laughs) and i remember laying there and i had been running with somebody at that point and he looked down he's like are you all right of course i said i'm fine i'm fine i'm just gonna lay here for a minute (laughs) (laughs) I did. I finally got back up and I told him he could go ahead because I realized I, I wasn't going to be running anymore. I think I had about five or six miles left at that point. And um, there were no aid stations. There was nowhere to drop. It's a very remote race. Mm-hmm. Literally, your only way out would be from a medevac. And you had to <laughs> sign off that you had to self-pay for that. I'm like, you know what? I'll just walk out. I'll be fine. Um, there. Uh, shed very few tears but going down the last descent it was i mean just i couldn't even control it i was just crying i'm like this i don't think i've ever been in so much pain before like i just need it to be over and i i finished i was about an hour and 15 minutes past the time that i wanted to be i was really really angry i was frustrated um i can't wait to go back (laughs) (laughs) I have some unfinished business there, um, but I, I, I did finish it. I went home. I took about a week off, and I started running again. I was getting ready for Menden 50K three mm-hmm. weeks after Cat's Tail. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking at a 100K maybe in June in California, and you needed to have run a 50K in Within six months of registering for this race, I think it was. It was something odd like that. So I was like, oh, let me just run Menden 50K. It'll be fine. What's the worst that could happen? That's what everybody, every trail runner in Rochester (laughs) does in November when they got nothing else to do. They just sign up for Menden 50K. I mean, there were, I don't think there were any other options as far as longer than a marathon except for, you know, Beast of Burden. And I I really wasn't feeling the canal. Mm. And so. Men in 50K, I know those trails really well. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. And so I, I towed the line. I had Matt Bertrand there as my pacer. And it was probably the end of the fourth loop that I started getting this really severe back pain. And my hip had been bothering me up until then, but it was definitely something I could push through. And I kept saying it was my hip flexor. I'm like, well, my hip flexor is so tight. I got to get a massage and... Um, I've been to the chiropractor, I've been stretching and doing all the right things. Mm-hmm. All the right <laughs> Af- things. After you beat yourself up that badly. And um, the, the pain in my back was just, it, it was just really intense. It was nothing like I had ever felt before. And I, I managed to finish and um, probably took another week off well, of running. You managed to finish. but I managed is, to finish. This isn't like walking managed to finish. <laughs> Right, I think you finished fourth. 
I finished third in five hours and 23 minutes. Right. So you finished third. You didn't manage to finish. Right. No, I ran it really hard. And I think that, not I think, Matt really helped to push me through Mm -hmm. to that. I I have that that type of mindset where if somebody tells me that I have to run, Mm -hmm. I just do it. Mm -hmm. If it were up to me, I probably would have laid down on the trail and (laughs) taken a nap. (laughs) You have four options, right? You get to come in and you get four times to tell everybody how much you want to quit. Oh, I after the third (laughs) loop, my my hip was kind of achy and I just wasn't feeling it. And I had every intention of saying to Morton, Matt, I quit. I don't want to do this anymore. And as soon as I come in, Matt's like, come on, let's go. Come mm-hmm. on. And they're just, you know. Matt knows the trick of that race. Oh, yeah. He get out on the fourth loop. Oh, you he. Do, do not linger. He, you know? he, he was all over that. He knew that. <laughs> he, he, I don't think he even let me get a word in. It was just, yep. come here. Let's eat. Yep. Everything is going to be great. We're going to go out. Yeah. And so we so, did. So um, you finished third. I did. And, and everything was great after that, right? It was all. Uh, I, I think I took another week off and then tried to run. So probably, let's say nine days afterwards. It was a Tuesday. I specifically remember that. And I ran out, went out, ran six miles pretty quickly, like a 7.15 pace. And came home, felt great. Everything was fine. I'm like, all right, this pesky hip problem is gone. I woke up the following Wednesday and I couldn't walk. Mm. I, I couldn't pull my my leg forward. It was my left hip that was bothering me. Um, the I'd same been, one that the rock went through. Same one. And I had been having trouble sleeping. Every time I would lay on my left side, my entire leg would go numb. Yeah. Um, so I really I had had trouble sleeping. So now I couldn't walk. And I had messaged my coach and I said, you know, <laughs> I think I'm going to need a little time off just to deal with this. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm going to do the thing. And uh, he was like, oh, okay, let's, well, let's take a little time off. You know, we'll put some strength work in there. And um, I'm, I'm sure in my email, I made it sound a lot better than it actually was. And so um, I took some time off. After a couple of weeks, he started poking at me and he was like, all right, so what's going on? <laughs> You're not running. I noticed you're not running. <laughs> that's not that's not like you. Um, it's time to go see an ortho. So I I finally did. They um, did a couple tests. I had to do a squat test, whatever the mobility routine is that they do. Um, I could tell that he was thinking something. He had given me the option that I either had a hip flexor tear, a um, labral tear in my hip, or I had a stress fracture. And you get to pick? And I get to pick. <laughs> oh, the MRI gets to pick. Oh, you spin the wheel. <laughs> so I had an MRI probably a week later. And uh, another week later, I was back in there with him. And uh, he said, congratulations. You have not only a labral tear, a large labral tear in your hip. You also have a stress fracture there. You win both prizes. So I was like, wow, that's awesome. No wonder I can't walk. <laughs> Um, he and, and so this is like December of 2017, yeah. right? <clears throat> yep, December of 2017. And he specifically told me, I'm sending you to a surgeon. If you don't have surgery, you'll never run another ultra again. Mm-hmm. He's like, you'll be, you'll be fine when the stress fracture heals. But if you want to keep up um, the running that you're doing right now, you, you have to have surgery. So, of course, I left there absolutely devastated. And uh, luckily, I had some friends who were PTs and they said, how about you give PT a shot first? Yeah. And I went in. It's always better before being cut open. Yeah. Especially, you know, in that hip area. At the time I was like, oh no, this is, this is the only option. This is what he said. He's a doctor. And uh, so I went and I got a second opinion from uh, Giardano, who is the hip guy. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, you know, you have a stress fracture and you have a labral tear, which I can see from your MRI. And he said, let's try PT. So I did. Mm-hmm. And I started running again. Yeah, no surgery. No surgery. But it wasn't exactly like it, you uh, – th- this sounds like a fairy tale story. But you were you were not pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you hear that? Well, yeah, I, I – <laughs> so you just like you, – you, I mean, you weren't running. I wasn't running. Yeah, it, it. I definitely felt like something was missing. Um, I didn't really have an outlet. 
um, I mean, for, for life. I mean, it's just yeah. such a great way to, to get out there, get out of your head, get out mm-hmm. of the stress, everything, just mm-hmm. get a break. And I didn't feel like I had that anymore. Right. Um, so. And it was, it was a couple months, right? Like three months before you really started running. It was like springtime. Um, so let's say that my last run was November 10th about, mm-hmm. I very, very slowly started running in March Yeah, and I was able to run nine miles at Muddy Sneaker. So I had mm-hmm. been running consistently for maybe three weeks yeah, that's before that. So say. almost six months. We did, we did our, uh. Three hour muddy sneaker <laughs> together. <laughs> it was fun. It was it was a lot of fun. It was and we definitely a lot of got laughs, a lot of smiles. And we definitely I got our dollars worth. Really appreciate your company. <laughs> it was great. It, well, you know what's funny about that course and about muddy sneaker is everywhere we where we walked is normally when you're in the race you go boy it wouldn't it be nice if we could walk right here. <laughs> And we just did it. We were running with my friend Sarah. And, you know, I think with it, we used her a little bit as a, oh, well, Sarah looks tired. Let's all walk. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want Sarah to hate running. Let's walk this part. I do think you've said that a few times. You don't want her to hate this. Yeah. So I, don't, I don't think she's ran since. <laughs> well, you told this poor girl that she can run Muddy Sneaker as her first trail race, as her first race over... Three miles? I don't think she ever did a 5K. Oh, she did the taco mile. That's oh, what, the taco de mile. She yeah, did. That's the only thing. And then you tell her, yeah, muddy sneakers right in your wheelhouse. <laughs> Not and, sure. I think, in my defense, we had had a couple beers at this point, And I was like, you'll do great. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> but and it was. It was. It was she a great day. Die. And it was perfect weather. It was. And she's so beautiful. And she did fine. Mm-hmm. Like she really honestly did. Um, oh, she she completely so, rallied. She and, she did and, great. And so did we. We did, did. fine too. <laughs> <laughs> Not that they weren't gonna send people out on the trail <laughs> looking for us. But um yeah, so we did a, a three hour money sneaker. We which did? um which is great because I'm uh, ideally, I'll beat that time this year. Ideally, I hope I do. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that's that was April. So now you're you're back. You were and and the thing like you were able to do. You were you were told you could run nine miles. Mm-hmm. Muddy sneakers twelve point five. So we had to walk about three three and a half miles, and we ran the other miles easy. We did, and that was you came out of that feeling like you had a sense of like. Yay. I I really did. I I felt like I had energy left and I really thought that I would be wrecked after that. I hadn't been running in so long and um, at least not the mileage that I had been keeping up. I thought that that would all disappear. So it was it was huge to be able to say, oh, I I still have enough energy to to walk after this. Yeah. And so that's six months through the through the winter with a labral tear and a stress fracture and all that. And then you're back and then it's 2018. Right. So you 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 did rein yourself in and you you followed your coach. So we should give give your coach some credit there. Right. Chris Dunn. Yeah. Chris is good. Apparently he's able to keep you under control somehow. (laughs) He is. It it helps that him and Mort are friends. Right. Like that. It does. (laughs) (laughs) There's a certain level of accountability there. (laughs) Yeah. And so, um, and he's, his company is Aspire. Is that? Ascend. Ascend. Ascend Endurance Endurance. Coaching. Yep. Yes. So, um, he was able to sort of keep you under control a little bit. And I know you had some other friends um, that, that also work with him, right? So it was nice to have a little bit of accountability I think there. Three, three local. I know that Scott McGee has worked with him. Mm-hmm. He, he worked with um, Chris getting ready for Georgia Death Race. Yeah. And Emily Flagg works with him still. And yep. Laura Howard at one point was working with him. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, Hadley is. Yeah. As well. So there and so it's good because you got people that'll tattle on you, right? <laughs> and so it's helpful. Uh-huh. Um but but you still you still had some big runs as you're coming back. I mean, we had our trip out to to Western States with Mr. Hobbs. That was good. fun, right? And we did a little bit of running out there and you did some hiking and climbing. Um and then you had the summertime. Yeah. 
right? And you are actually run. You aren't worried about the injury anymore or anything, right? But then I didn't feel any pain. I had um, worked with Russ over at Mana Next. Oh, is it Next Level Performance? I think. Mm. And um, he had given me three really, really simple exercises to do because even the strength work that I was doing was still aggravating my hip. So Mort had suggested I go and talk to Russ. And so I did. And he explained exactly why I was having the pain, what I needed to do to prevent it. And he gave me three exercises to do three times a week. And they took five to 10 minutes. Wow. And I've been doing those ever since. If I go a week without doing them, I start feeling pain again. So I, I stay on top of it. And, and are they like squats or lunges? Or? There's um, squats and I can't even describe it. One is like a, a bridge, um, like a side bridge with a clamshell. Mm. You're opening your legs. Okay, so like a plank. So almost exclusively working on glute muscles. So I had a, a glute imbalance, which really caused the pain of the tear in the first place. So if you don't have this imbalance, you, I, I think that 100% of ultra runners probably have tears in both of their hips. <laughs> it's whether or not your your hips can rotate be, mm-hmm. um, with with the muscle. If your muscle is an imbalance, well, your hips can rotate easily and there's no pinch. It can't pinch that that torn piece of labrum. That's a lot of what I have is I have a lot of pain in my right hip. And I went and saw Jim Malosky in Buffalo a couple months ago. And he's like, yeah, you, where's all the rotation in your hips? You need to start. None. <laughs> need, yeah. My hips go forward. That's the only way I need to go. Like, like the typical runner. <laughs> yeah, I go forward. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, here's a few exercises, but you should start looking at hip openers and just start getting more range of motion back in there. So um, maybe afterwards we'll talk about these. Pull, don't push. Well, uh, yeah. Push, push don't, don't pull. Push, push don't pull. Push don't pull. Push. You know what that's like doing 62 miles of that at Oil Creek? You're welcome. Push don't pull. Push don't pull. Yeah. I mean, I made it through Oil Creek without getting busted. So that's helpful. Um, but yeah, so we should probably talk about those because, yeah, my whole right side, my right side feels like. If I run for more than, say, 45 minutes right now, it feels like I start turning into a golem. Like my whole right side just starts turning to stone from my hips up, you know. And Yeah, yeah. I'll, so, I'll, I'll show you what we do. Yeah, there's some stuff going what on. What we there. do, you know, me, myself, and I. <laughs> All three of you. All three of us. <laughs> All the Ericas. This is what they do. Um, so, uh, but you ended this year running a 50K, right? I did. So I ran Ontario Summit Half. I felt like that was a great day. I was flying high after that. I sent Chris an email about two days later, and I said, I'm running twisted. <laughs> <laughs> I got two months. I'll, I'll get this. I've got two months. I mean, I know I just fractured a major bone in my body, but it's going to be fine. No, that was like eight months ago. <laughs> Yeah, And I think that his one word response was no. <laughs> <laughs> so um, of course, I was all flustered. I'm like, well, but I can do it. <laughs> well, yeah, I probably could have done it. But that's mm-hmm. exactly what he didn't want me to do was to right. re-injure myself. And so mm-hmm. he said, please pick a fall 50K. And I really didn't want to do Menden again. Love Menden. Um, but I, I wanted something new. I wanted a new adventure. I wanted to see something new, go somewhere new. And so we started looking around and we found the bad thing, mm-hmm. which was up in Ontario, Canada. And it hadn't opened yet. Um, oh, did it, open? it opened back in May. So maybe I had this conversation with him right after Money Sneaker. Mm-hmm. I bet I did. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I told you I was you're flying like a, high after that. You're like, I just ran a three hour Money Sneaker. <laughs> a three-hour muddy sneaker clearly i am qualified to run twisted branch hey you know (laughs) um it was after one of the races so yeah that muddy sneaker even better (laughs) yeah i mean that's good stuff and um so so again he said no to twisted branch and uh the race opened in may i signed up for it um it looked on the website like everything i was hoping for um a pretty gnarly trail and um, something new. The the trail itself just looked beautiful, mm-hmm. and um, so I was pretty excited about it. 
I trained all summer. I know that we shared a lot of training runs together as you were getting ready for Oil Creek. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and as I was getting, once I stopped getting ready for Oil Creek, we sort of stopped running. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. We should we should restart that again. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, the part where I was getting ready for a race. <laughs> but aren't we? You're doing my sneaker. I'm going to. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'm. Uh. I'm. I'm working on it. I'm. I'm up to ten miles a week. We as we discussed earlier. So. So yeah. Anyways, this is about you, not about me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I get to I get to share when I choose. See how that goes. I, I see how that works. <laughs> so, but you you picked this race and you you worked hard up to a you know a fifty k. And I think I did. We did your last training run together, and okay. that was fun. That was awesome. Um, and we did it on your favorite trail, the Crescent Trail. Which <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. And it was a nice warm day. So, all right. So then you logistically had to add crossing a border to get to your ultra. So that's fun. It, I think it was maybe two weeks before. It was the beginning of October that, that Canada had legalized marijuana for recreational mm -hmm. purposes. So that was in the back of our mind. We're driving this giant minivan. Right. <laughs> so like two of us in there with yeah. no overnight stuff. and. <laughs> <laughs> Like where are you guys going? Oh, we're gonna we're we're driving four hours to go run thirty one miles, and then we're gonna drive right back. <laughs> They're gonna drive right back. <laughs> um, so luckily we did not get <laughs> pulled over and searched. But so I got a thing. So like down here we call them fifty k's and hundred k's and ten k's and five k's. So up there, did they call it a thirty one miler? They did not. <laughs> they only spoke in kilometers. And I had this really, really well thought out plan how I was going to change my watch to kilometers so that I knew. <laughs> and it just never happened. I couldn't figure out how to do it. Um, <laughs> that's just stupid. I'm sure it's very easy. But I spent a lot of the race <laughs> looking down at my watch and thinking, all right, how do I convert 15 miles into kilometers? <laughs> yeah, you got to do the 5K three miles trick, you know. <laughs> but after mile 20, your brain just gets a little mushy. Yeah. And you're focused on other things and you just can't do math all that well. <laughs> yeah, I remember you saying something like you asked somebody how many miles are left. <laughs> So I accidentally paused my watch when I came into the aid station and I had given my pack to Mort to uh, fill up with water. And I had accidentally um, pulled it down over my watch and it had paused and I hadn't realized it. So I was about a half a mile off, probably. So I started asking people once I had realized this. And <laughs> this one guy I had asked and he said, oh, we're at about, what is it, 40K at that point, I think? Yeah. <laughs> like I asked him, like, well, how many Never mind. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> you might as well be wearing a bumper sticker on your forehead, right? <laughs> I'm from America. <laughs> yeah, I, I run kilometers every day of my life, and I still don't know what they are. <laughs> but it was a good experience for you, it, right? It like ended up being um, a really great experience. I had hoped to do better but i think in not doing better i learned more mm -hmm. um i i really got wrapped up in the competition and and just that mindset that i had had a year before of just if you can't do your best why even bother yeah you were all about as you as you used to say chasing ponytails yeah right yeah so <laughs> so once those ponytails got too far ahead it was and and for a 50k this was mile five when i first realized that they were ahead of me there's a lot of race left, yeah. but I let that get into my head and I really lost all motivation to be there. And um, I think it was mile 12 and I told Mort, like, I'm done. Again, I needed somebody to hear that. <laughs> I need someone to know that I want to quit and I don't want to be here anymore. Um, that push. It, I, I, didn't, I don't even need someone to push me. I just need someone to hear. Yeah. Go, she doesn't want to be here anymore. And oh, I, I think it many... <laughs> Many levels he knew that and so he just he didn't react he's like okay yeah all right 
I love you. <laughs> yeah. Canada. Hey. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so you learned to, to be patient with yourself. I did. And to really, it, it was between mile 12 and mile 18. So between 20K about and 30K. I'm mathing, yep, right? Let's call okay. it. That's exactly right. All you right, you mathed it perfectly. Um, that I I really just came to terms with why I was there, um, and what I really wanted to get out of the race, which I wanted to be on the podium, I wanted to win, but at at that point in time, it was it that's not going to happen today, and that's okay. And I'm going to make the most out of this. I I think it was, was it a week or two weeks before that you had finished Oil Creek? And I, I thought about you during that time. I'm like, if I drop out at 18 miles, <laughs> the stuff that I'm going to have to hear from Chris. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it made me laugh. It was, no, just get over yourself. It's This is going to be okay. Um, it's going to hurt. And you're going to finish. Well, and and I guess one thing that we we glossed over is it. It's not unheard of for you to. It it wasn't completely wrong for you to have been in that mindset. I mean, previous two months previous, you had won Midsummer Night's Madness, right? I, yes. <laughs> and now now you say like, oh, I won it, and but but that's that's a, even if you had like a bad race, you still were the first woman to cross the finish line. Yes. So that, it's that not true. It's yes. not like a weird thing for you to be like, hey, I want to run well at this next race. Yes. But again, you're traveling up to Canada, your first ultra, right? A month and, or a year. And a year. And it's like a big deal, right? So yeah, yeah. The, the pressure was there. And I don't so you, think you, that I prepared myself mentally the way that I should have been the way that that Chris would have wanted me to be. But you grew a little bit that day. I really did. <laughs> and in talking with Chris, it was Really, the focus now needs to be on on what you want your goal to be, not run your own race. Yeah. And so and what? I, so what do you want your goals to be now that you've had uh, three ooh. months to think about it? And it is <laughs> this is the new year, right? And I have dreamed about going to Western states. Um, I was lucky enough to be able to go out with Jamie Hobbs uh, last June, and that was awesome. Being there just. Just cemented that for me. I, I I want to run that race, so I will be running my first Western States qualifier in June at World's End. It will be my first hundred k. So you're running a hundred k in June. That's your that's your near term goal. That is that is my goal, and then I am um, pacing a lot in August. I'll be pacing more at the Ute. So it's a hundred mile race out in Utah, and then I. And pacing Jamie Pekka at Twisted Branch. Yeah. And then I'm going back to Cat's Tail. Yeah. So you found a way to not have to run Twisted Branch is what you're saying. <laughs> well, the, the ute is a week before Twisted Branch. Yeah, like I said, you found a way. To... <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, I mean, the next year. You worked hard. Yeah. Next so. year. I, I can't wait. Um, there is something extraordinarily special about that race. I, I it it just every bit of it, even just waiting at the aid station, it's it's special. That's yeah. Um, I can't wait to be there. I can't I can't wait to run it. I can't wait to be a finisher. But but the Ute in Montana that'll be fun. Yeah yeah. You know Utah, Utah. right Utah yeah. right the Ute not the Mond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Ute. Well, it was the the race that he the fifty k he did last September yeah. was the rut. The rut. Yes. Yep. In so that was in Montana. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be – so you got sort of a summer planned out for yourself, and it's kind of big. I mean, World's End is, World's End is not exactly easy. It's uh, Pennsylvania Rocks, right? It, so. it is, and it's 64 miles. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that'll be more than double my longest run to date. Well, you should get a 40-miler in before that, I would think. That sounds very daunting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll think about a 64-miler without it. I'm trying not to. <laughs> That's a big deal. And and in all of this is, you know, what is your, you know, if it's not chasing ponytails and getting podiums, I mean, you're not thinking about winning 100K. So you're, so you're motivating driving factor in all of this is Western States tickets to get out there and run in the big show. 
It, it is. Yes. Um, I am going to set a time goal for myself and I'm really going to focus on that and, and focus on, on how I'm feeling, how I'm doing and, and running my race. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it really is wasted energy to be worrying about and obsessing over because that's what I do over and over and over again in my mind. I'm like, well, where are they? How am I going to catch them? Maybe, maybe they won't be able to descend as fast as I can descend or maybe they won't climb as well as I climb. And just those thoughts. I mean, just the amount of energy that that takes away when you really need to be conserving it is, um, I I, I mean, it's crazy. You don't, you don't actually think about it at the time. It's what you feel like you need to do to get through it. And um, so I, feel like I'm going to have to do a lot of mental training. I'm going to have to really not focus on um, where everyone else is. And I think I, I know that I'll do a lot better when, when I'm able to, to channel that energy and to be focusing on, um, on the next goal that's in front of me. So um, whether that's the next aid station or you know, running a, a certain amount of miles within a certain time, time limit, I, I would like that to be my goal. That sounds good. It sounds it sounds very <laughs> sounds, mature of you. Doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> You've grown so much. I know. It's it's going to be it really took some time. It's going to be tough and you know you'll find some of those times. And that's not to say the competitiveness is going to be gone, but it's more I think what what you're starting to say is you want to also enjoy running, yes. right? And not necessarily be chasing people all the time exactly because it's exhausting (laughs) (laughs) yeah well that's good yeah (laughs) excited you should be i think it'll be um it's gonna be fun i think you know kicking off the year with a nice run at muddy sneaker will be pretty exciting oh i'm I'm doing frozen branch Mm, yeah well kicking off the year at muddy sneaker will be really (laughs) exciting What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say. You don't think that my 10-mile weeks are going to prepare me to run a 50K in the snow? I I ran Frozen Branch last year. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. I hiked a bit with you. Good luck with that. You were down at the bottom with I Stole Your Water when you were a little aid station at Mitch. I offered it to you. Yeah, sure. I think I offered you some dried mango, too. Yeah. What kind of rolling aid station only brings one little tiny bottle of water? (laughs) I didn't know it was my job. (laughs) (laughs) But I sacrificed the small amount of water. You did. I was was telling someone the other day, I'm like, yeah, we had to go straight to Banff after that, and we had no water. (laughs) The (laughs) entire movie, all I could think about was how dry my mouth was. like... Damn it, Chris. <laughs> I I appreciate those five it. ounces of water back. <laughs> I appreciated it. It was um it was a tough that was a that was a tough run. Yeah. You yeah, think we Twisted Branch is hard, try running it in the winter. Which I guess you will do. So I I'm gonna try half of it. I'll be there. I'll be there working. Oh. You don't um, wanna you don't wanna run with us? I don't wanna be a liability <laughs> on that course. That's <laughs> what I don't wanna be. <laughs> I'll I'll help Jeff Darling make some chili. That's what I'll do. Sounds good. Are you going to make vegetarian chili? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. He made vegan chili last time, which is kind of like vegetarian chili. You just don't get to put cheese on top of it. Right. Exactly. Which I'm sure you're fine with. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. That yeah, give me motivation to turn around and go back. Yeah, you're going to need it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think right now. Uh, I don't know who else has signed up for the 50K, but I know Jamie and I are. And that's our goal is to uh, the way back, suffer through that. Just remember, the way back is all uphill. No. It is. It is. I, I know. I'm just I saying. Know. The way out is, there's a lot of uphill there, too. I don't know how, <laughs> I don't know what kind of voodoo magic Scott has put on that trail to make it uphill both ways, but he does. Yeah, he, he learned it from his grandfather. Back when I used to go to school, <laughs> I ran trails uphill both ways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, miss. Well, thanks. Thank you. You got to go to work. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was two thumbs up. <laughs> that was. That was two thumbs up in a circle. Yeah. All right. Thanks for uh, coming on the little show here. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. This was fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye. Bye. Yeah, we just kind of uh, jumped right into it there, right? Sort of like uh, Erica in one of her races. 
we went from standing to sprinting. We didn't even get to a chance to talk about how Erica got into running and sort of like what made her lace up her shoes for that first time. I guess we'll uh, have to get her to come back maybe after she runs her world's end there. I think that would be a nice little time, right? Yeah. So um, as we say, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Be sure to check out the episode show notes. You'll find lots of fun links in there this time. Uh, some of the topics like Erica's coach, uh, Chris Dunn, and um, his training company. And uh, you'll find Yoga for the Feet with Adrian. Um, it's very helpful. I did it, uh, you know, just yesterday. My feet were happy, happy, as they say doing a lot of as they say today. I don't know who says it, but they're they're saying it, so I'm saying it. Um, you'll find the regional FKT page where you can see like all sorts of the local trails and uh, fastest known times on the on the local trails rather than just only those big giant uh, famous national trails. Uh, and you can find the uh, bad thing 50k where Erica and Mort wandered up to Canada to run point to point. You can also find links to the Strava Run Group and the Patreon page. As I mentioned uh, at the beginning, thank you to all of the Patreon supporters. Um, that's that's how this podcast happens. That's how things get paid for. So I really uh, appreciate that. If you look forward to this podcast each week and it inspires, educates, or entertains you regularly, consider becoming a supporter. I'm working on some cool new perks for supporters, and I expect to have some of them available pretty soon. Got new batches of stickers, and we're going to put together some events, and we'll, we'll, we've got some things in the works. So check out the homepage or the bottom of the show notes and uh, click the uh, link if you want uh, to help support the show in more ways than just the most important way, which is telling your friends about it and uh, helping them subscribe. So please know that any amount of support is appreciated. And like I said, tell your friends. Uh, people like to listen to runners talk about running, especially if they're runners themselves and their friends are tired of hearing them talk about running. So if you got a friend and they seem interested in this kind of topic, um, help them subscribe to podcasts. It's still kind of a new thing and somebody may not know how to do it. So help a person out in 2019. Give them a new podcast to listen to. Give them this one. You know, that'd be pretty great. Uh, one last thing, I'm always interested in your comments and feedback on the show, even if I don't say it every episode. So drop me a line at chris at runninginsideoutpodcast.com and let me know your thoughts. Thank you all for listening, subscribing, and telling your friends thanks for sharing your stories and getting out there to create more stories. Until next episode, be thankful for what you've been given, be proud of what you've achieved, and let go of what you've lost. See you out there.